This episode of the Disney Film Project podcast is brought to you by touringplans.com. It is the one-stop shop on the internet for figuring out how you are going to plan your Disney vacation, Disneyland or Disney World, it doesn't matter. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you want to figure out how to get there and not wait in line? This is how you do it, touringplans.com. Disneyland, you're trying to figure out how to get out there and how to navigate all the cool new stuff like Cars Land and Buena Vista Street and all that great stuff without having to wait in line? Touringplans.com. You can optimize your touring plans, check the crowd calendar, do all kinds of great stuff. Make sure you check that out over at touringplans.com. They're the sponsor of this week's episode of the Disney Film Project Podcast. Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the films of the Walt Disney Company. They could be Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Disney Toon Studios, anything and everything in between. We talk about it here on this program and over at DisneyFilmProject.com. I'm Ryan Kilpatrick, host of the program, and along with the folks you're about to meet, we run DisneyFilmProject.com, where you can find the show notes for this podcast. You can find Blu-ray and DVD reviews, movie news, reviews going all the way back to the 1920s of Disney shorts and feature films. So make sure you go and check out all the great stuff that's over there at DisneyFilmProject.com. Joining me, as always, the man who will bring about Ragnarok himself, Mr. Todd Perlmutter. Yes, Ouroboros all the way. And from JustPressPlay.net and various and sundry other places all around the interwebs, uh, including Uprox, it is Miss Rachel Cole. Hello. Yes. Um, it seems as though I don't need a business card anymore. I need like one of those like long rolling lists, like a scroll or something for the various sites that I'm writing for. But yes, Uprox, JustPressPlay, I'm still doing recaps of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. over on Sound on Site, so be sure to check those all out. There you go. Uh, and that is relevant to tonight's discussion, but we'll get to that in a second. And, of course, our producer, the person who uh, makes this stuff happen, who edits our ramblings into a semblance of coherence, is the one and only Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, who you can find at about.me slash CherylP3. How are you, Cheryl? Doing good. All right, so we we had a plan for this show. We really did. Like, we had a movie. We watched the movie. We were going to come here and talk about the movie. And then Marvel called this big event – uh, in Hollywood for a Tuesday, a random Tuesday afternoon in the East Coast, morning in the West Coast, uh, and said they were going to drop some big news. Little did we know they were going to drop pretty much every bit of news that they possibly had. Uh, and so we got tweets. Uh, some people asked me about it. I don't know about you guys, but the people in my office who know that we do this show uh, came in the next morning and asked me all the details. So I said, you know what? Let's just do it on the show because – most likely, the four of us, we're going to talk about it anyway. Indeed. So, so that's what we're going to talk about today, is Marvel's announcement of their upcoming slate of films. And boy, there's a lot of them, uh, and some exciting new news and all this kind of stuff. So we didn't talk about um, some of the stuff that had come out in recent weeks. We'll talk about that here, and we're just going to have a, a nice short discussion about uh, Marvel's upcoming films. Because, as you know, we like ourselves the Marvel movies. So I guess, I guess the place to start is uh, – so Marvel on Tuesday afternoon, it was it October the 28th, I believe, uh, announced their upcoming movies from 2016 through 2019. So they're stepping up production. They're going to go up to three movies a year as of 2017. 
because DC went to two, so therefore Marvel has to go to three. And you guys thought I was a planner by planning months out. <laughs> but wait, so this rate only takes them four months per movie to make? I don't think that's true. Oh. I, I have a feeling it's going to overlap. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we know about Avengers: Age of Ultron is coming out next year, uh, and if you were watching on Tuesday evening during Agents of Shield, or if you were on the internet last week uh, at the time we record this, uh, you saw the Age of Ultron trailer, which is amazing, uh, and we haven't talked about that yet. Uh, Ant Man comes out next July, twenty fifteen, and then the new movies that Marvel announced. Uh, May 6, 2016, we knew Captain America was coming out. We did not know it was going to be called Civil War, uh, but Variety had told us earlier that Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., is going to appear in the film, uh, and we are also getting another superhero on that film that we'll touch on briefly in a moment. In November of 2016, we're going to get Doctor Strange with the heavy, heavy, heavy rumor that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will play the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes, it's not confirmed yet. Everyone's saying that it's confirmed, and it's not. Not Correct. yet. He has yes. not signed on the dotted line, so so it's not set in stone yet. So right. I still I have a chance for Jake Glencall to be, be cast, right? He would make a much better looking Doctor Strange. Um, all right, so continuing the slate, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. was originally announced for July of 2017. It's now being moved up to May 5th, 2017. Uh I think we all know what to expect from that one. If you've seen the biggest grossing movie of 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is insane to me. But okay, I have a question here. Yes. Um, from the King Gallery. Normally, they normally they I know Star Wars is on a weird schedule because of um when it was released, but I know usually May is Star Wars movie month. So is that Memorial mean... Day weekend is usually the so, uh, Star Wars movies. So okay, so. So they still have a room to do two, like two different movies in their month. They could do three of those a year, and everybody in the world would be happy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so the Thor sequel, long rumored, uh, Ragnarok, is the is the title. Uh, will come out in July of 2017, uh, and we'll talk we'll talk more about each of these as we go through them. Uh, Black Panther was finally announced for November of 2017, and they announced Chadwick Boseman, who most people probably know from 42 or Get On Up, uh, as the title character, Black Panther, which is super exciting because I love both of those movies. Uh, the big announcement is that Avengers 3 is not Avengers 3. It is Avengers Infinity War Part 1. That one will come out on May 4th, 2018. Uh, and then Captain Marvel, the first female superhero movie from Marvel, comes out July 6, 2018. The Inhumans was announced for November 2nd, 2018. And then the finale, Avengers Infinity War Part 2, on May 3rd, 2019. So that's a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. They all look good. Yes. And I'm. one of the things I've been trying to do is certain things are falling into place, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we can, we can kind of touch on one thing because it's, if you've watched the preview, and remember, this is a spoiler-type thing, so if you watch the preview closely, you see the cap shield is broken. Right. Right, and that's because from comic books, from the Ultron plot, there's a very famous thing where Ultron just basically snaps cap shield in half. That, that happened in comic books. So what happens is, is part of the... Um, 
the whole thing that goes on after that, but in Civil War might be the Cap doesn't even have the shield. Yeah, could be. Okay. Because during the time period when he didn't have it, he used some kind of like electronic force field type shield for part of it, right? Yep. Sure okay. did. So that might be the shield that he has in Civil War because Black Panther is the one who ends up repairing it for him, and that doesn't happen until a whole year later. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of things that could fit into place. So, so let's start with the um, – there's lots of Marvel news that's come out not including this slate. So first of all, the let's start with – we'll go through the movies in order very quickly. Uh, Age of Ultron, the trailer came out. Uh, we kind of chatted about this offline, but for, for our listeners, what did you guys think? Are we talking about the trailer that was leaked, or are we talking about the one that was with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week? Yes. <laughs> Both. Okay. Um, I, I think it looks fantastic. Um, my boy James Spader, he's getting in and getting that Marvel money. You know, he's, he's already got uh, Blacklist money, and now he's getting the Marvel money. Um, and I think that he is going to be fantastic. Um, the the shot of Cap's shield being broken, definitely a powerful image to really sort of end the trailer on. I mean, it's like, it's pretty close to the end. Um, I think it's really showing that this movie is going to be a darker chapter in the, uh, um, in this whole Marvel universe. Yeah. I think the stakes are higher, like from everything that we're hearing. Um, and again, like we're venturing into guesswork and spoiler territory, but from everything I'm hearing and reading, like the Avengers lineup at the end of this film and Kevin Feige said as much is not going to be the same as at the end of Avengers, the first film. So we, we have to figure that's going to be, you know, leading into, uh, you know, the civil war movie, the, the year, a year later. Uh, so I'm very interested to see what happens there and what's going to, you know, what's, what's going to change that makes a, a new lineup at the end of the film. It sounds like the stakes are going to be very, very high. I you know, was confused because I only saw the one not from agents and shield. I didn't see the other one. Sorry guys. Sorry. Um, because I thought Ant- the guy who plays Ant-Man actually built Ultron. In the comic books, but yes. not in this movie. So, I, so, yeah, that's what confused me. Yeah, the, the heavy speculation is that if, if you pay close attention, what starts out as Ultron went right after the scene that I know Rachel is itching to talk about, but we can talk about that in a second. That, that is, um, if you pay attention, it's a robot one because Stark showed hints in Iron Man 3 that he was stopping even being in the armor himself, which is something that happens on and off in comic books. And he's having Jarvis do the controls, and it's entirely possible that either Jarvis or a rogue copy of Jarvis becomes Ultron. Yeah. We we don't know, because we do have Paul Bettany who voices Jarvis playing the Vision. So there's lots of things we don't know about that film, but uh, I have to say the trailer was obviously a huge success. It's the most – it now holds the record for the most viewed uh, trailer on the interwebs. So – In every hour category from 6 hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours. <laughs> yes. I, it, <laughs> So yeah, they've they've been measuring it. And you just keep hearing it keeps breaking records. So it's getting getting watched repeatedly, which is yeah. good. One freaky thing for me about the preview is honestly, I've been reading Avengers for a very very long time now, and I never once in my entire existence of reading Avengers ever pictured that Ultron's mouth would move when he talked. But it's so creepy. It is. I mean, it, it freaks me out even more. I think it's good because it's it's a nice change, but like. 
I just it's not something I ever pictured being immutable. Right, um, right, right. And it's interesting because he looks to be roughly somewhere between Mark Seven and Mark Eight of Ultron. So I wonder if we're just going to see him rapid fire through several different forms throughout the movie. We know at least three, right? Because yeah. they show three different versions of him. But, you know, he's very far along according to where he would be in comic books. I mean, granted, in comic books now he's like Mark 12 or something like that. So I don't want to spend too much on each individual movie, but yeah. then the, the next one is Ant-Man, which interestingly enough, like we haven't seen anything about. Um, I've actually seen nope. more just because they've been filming it around my office. <laughs> so I've <laughs> seen little things here and there, but nothing that tells me anything about the movie. Um, but I'm interested to see how Paul Rudd as Ant-Man plays into the slate that we just went through. Like, is he going to be in Captain America or uh, I assume he'll be in the Avengers films or will he play in, you know, the Black Panther movie or, you know, those sorts of things. I'm very interested to see where where they take Ant-Man after that movie. Well, I think that Marvel actually has some real work to do as far as winning back favor with people because a lot of folks were really upset about the departure of Edgar Wright from this movie and a lot of people are worried that this might be finally the Marvel movie that isn't quite as good. I, I'm not one of those people because yeah, my my opinion and, and a friend of mine and I were discussing this yesterday is like Marvel is being run, the studio, like a TV show at this point with Feige as the showrunner and then he just hires really talented directors to kind of execute the vision and you know I say what you will about wait the they're comparison. killing the vision yes absolutely um, now to, to execute the plan you know what I mean like um, Peyton Reed is a good director I, he wouldn't have been my first second third fourth or fifth choice and apparently wasn't Marvel's either but he's a pretty good director and with the support system that Marvel has I can definitely see them you know, still cranking out a movie that's on the level of, like, let's say, a Thor The Dark World. Yes, absolutely. And another movie that also, I believe the director had done mostly TV before uh, moving in to do uh, Thor The Dark World. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, the key is that they got um, Adam McKay, who writes, who's, who's the writing partner of Will Ferrell, who does a lot of those movies, and then Paul Rudd himself. Actually, They actually came in and tinkered with the Edgar Wright script to make it fit better with what you know, Paul Rudd would do and with what um, Peyton Reed sensibilities and, you know, that sort of a thing. So I'm interested to see that and, and how that movie shakes out. But again, I'm more interested to see like, okay, what, where does Ant-Man go from there? It, does he show up in other movies? Well, one thing I'm wondering, it, it, this is just, again, I, I'm trying to find the threads between the movies more than the specifics about the movies themselves, because this order has to imply things. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And one of the things I wanted to point out is that presuming that despite that he doesn't create Ultron, if uh, Pym is still an android expert and a robotics expert, there's a good fact that uh, Vision could potentially be severely damaged after the battle with Ultron and he has to repair him. I think there's also if you if you read the uh, if you saw the Avengers cartoon or the, the read the old Avengers comics right Ant Man um, is was our entry into the world of the Black Panther so we know that uh, one of the shots we didn't talk about in the trailer was the shot of Andy Serkis with a beard that most people are speculating yes. is Ulysses Claw <laughs> yes. uh, and will introduce us to the world of Wakanda in Age of Ultron I have to wonder if there's a way that Ant Man's going to play in Black Panther in some way yes which is cool but. I don't know. I've never been impressed with Claw as a uh, 
bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all right, so the big news that came out before all of this uh, that Variety scooped um, a, a week ago when we're talking um, and, and uh, longer than that by the time you guys are hearing this is that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in Captain America 3. It's going to be called Civil War, and it's going to be basically Captain America versus Iron Man uh, mirroring the comic story. Not exactly, but the basic idea being that Iron Man thinks after the events of Age of Ultron that the government should be looking over the superheroes and somebody should be watching over them, and Cap does not, uh, and the heroes will choose sides and apparently, Black Panther is going to serve the role that Spider-Man played in the comics of going between the two sides and uh, kind of being the POV character. This is fascinating to me. Yes. I find it interesting, though. I wonder still what that rumor about them negotiating with Sony was about. Like, is something else – like, is there another shoe waiting to drop of coolness? Yeah, we haven't talked about that, but that that's another rumor that came out is that they were talking with Sony about being able to use Spider-Man in some of these films and then letting Sony produce the individual Spider-Man movie. So basically that Spider-Man would appear in Marvel Cinematic Universe films, but that Sony might still do the individual films. I mean, we didn't get much detail, but that's what most people were speculating. Um, they did not announce that yesterday. They also didn't necessarily deny it, although Feige sort of sort of said that, you know, it's not likely if you kind of read between the lines, but he didn't say it was not going to happen. So I'm curious as to seeing what, what happens there. Yeah, it just ha- depends on how many zeros, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Or I think it depends in, in the case of revenue. Like we've said before that these companies don't want to tell Disney their revenue. So maybe they'll maybe Disney will be like, okay, we won't want to see, you don't have to show us your, you know, whatever numbers. I'm sounds like I want some numbers, but you know. They, they find out yeah. anyway because they get twenty percent of the take. Well, quite honestly, like if I'm if I'm Bob Iger, or, or if I'm Ike Perlmutter who who runs Marvel and Kevin Feige, I think there's definitely a case to be made that you go to Bob Iger and say four hundred million dollars right now, cut the check to Sony and get the rights back because if you read any of the Hollywood press, Sony is not exactly in great shape, uh, and no. that for. That cash infusion would do wonders for them. Um, So, I don't know. I think there's a case to be made there. It absolutely would. And the thing is that Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a mess. Yes. I mean, it just, it was was a giant mess. (laughs) Yeah. What, you mean you don't just throw a ton of villains into a movie with no coherent plot and expect it to just work? (laughs) And set up a million sequels without doing the work beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who would have thought that wouldn't work? Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so that was the big news, the Robert Downey Jr. Civil War, and they announced that uh, officially at uh, this big event. Uh, So Cap 3, Civil War. So, again, spoilers if you don't read comic books or whatever, but um, as you well know, Todd, Cap dies at the end of Civil War in the comic books. So I have to wonder, is Winter Soldier going to pick up the shield? Is Falcon going to pick up the shield? Is no one going to pick up the shield? Is is he going to die? Is he, you know, that sort of thing? Because if you know Evans' contract, he's contracted for Cap Three and another Avengers film. So you have to figure he's not coming back until one of the Infinity War movies. We don't know which yeah. one. Next up on the list, Doctor Strange. Uh, very interested. Scott Derrickson, who to this point has done mainly horror films. 
Uh, Deliver Us From Evil was his latest, um, and he did some others. Uh, again, not appropriate for, for some of our younger folks, but um, some of you guys may have seen it. Uh, very interested to see the take on this, and you know, the rumor has it that it's not going to be an origin story. We're just going to pick up with Doctor Strange being the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, although I think seeing Cumberbatch's take on the you know, arrogant doctor who gets his hands broken would be interesting to me. I would love to see that. Well, true. He's still going to be an arrogant doctor who just happens to cast spells, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, mean, what, what are you guys thinking about Doctor Strange? It's interesting. I think it opens up a lot of in- interesting avenues, especially in the state of Florida. Get it? Avenues in the state of Florida. Uh, I, I, I see what you said there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Doctor Strange's connections tend to be on the more, you know, macabre and mystical. So, you know, a lot of that stuff occurs in Florida for pe- in, in um, comic book, in Marvel Comics for people who don't know. So, uh, and uh, they did just show Howard the Duck, I will just say. Yeah, they're willing to go out there. <laughs> no doubt about that. I don't think that we would have Doctor Strange if it weren't for the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians of the Galaxy really proved that Marvel fans, um, at least Marvel fans of the movies, will kind of go anywhere that Marvel sends them. Yeah, I think it proved that Marvel is the brand and not necessarily the individual characters. Obviously, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is going to do better than anything else. I think Chris Evans as Captain America is getting to that point, even though they keep sticking other people in his movies. Um and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, if you think about it, from 2014 on, Marvel will have la- – if, if all this goes well, they'll launch a new franchise every year from 2014 to 2018. That's kind of insane. Yeah, and if they put out a movie and it doesn't do well, they don't have to make a sequel to it, but they can still have the character available to use in future movies. Exactly. Right. So, so, so yeah, like jumping ahead to Black Panther a little bit, like the the deal for his films is that he he's signed for Civil War, he signed for the Black Panther film, he signed for both Avengers Infinity War movies, and he's signed for a fifth film that the speculation is that's Black Panther two. But if his movie doesn't do well, they have him for another Avengers movie. Yeah. So that's, you know, yeah, great planning on Marvel's part. Uh, So May 5th, 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 moved up from originally it was going to be in July. Um, I mean, I think we we talked a little bit about this when we did the show on Guardians of the Galaxy. It seems like this one's going to be the one where they kind of add to that core team. Like maybe they bring in stuff like Nova or Adam Warlock or people like that. Or, Or fun people like Jack Flagg and Major Victory, which could be a way that the shield gets back. Yeah. Right. It seems like this one is laying more of the groundwork for Infinity War, right? Yeah. Like the like Civil yeah. War, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange probably not so much. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 feels like it's got to be the bridge to to Infinity War. I I would tend to agree. I think it's going to be basically Infinity War part 0. Yeah. Although jumping ahead to Thor Ragnarok uh in July of 2017, Feige said at the event that what Cap 2 was to the cinematic universe for Phase 2 that Thor Ragnarok was going to be for Phase 3. So he announced that you know Hemsworth's back, Hiddleston is back in this one, and that it was going to be the most important movie pre-Infinity War of Phase 3. I don't know what that means, but that's an intriguing statement. Yeah. It's a I, lot to live up to. Yeah. 
the the name implies something heavy. I mean, Ragnarok is the point in which Thor dies in lore. So all of Asgard dies. All of Asgard dies. Yes, but not really. They're just all reborn, and that have they've actually been through it. What like twice in comic books at this point. Yes, I, I think actually three times at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Thor's dried like eight times. So yeah, pretty it's... much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and the 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 rumor is, and again, this is like like Rachel said earlier about Cumberbatch. None of this is confirmed. The rumor is is that Thor will not appear in Infinity War Part One. So that it would make sense that something's going to happen to him in Ragnarok that he will not be able to appear in Part One. Uh, and that he will instead appear in part two, along with apparently everyone else in Hollywood. Well, that's a good plan, right? I mean, that's here, here's the thing. One of the most memorable moments it, in comic books for me is that point where there everyone in the Marvel Universe is fighting Thanos in space when he has control of the – well, at one point it's the Cosmic Cube, and then at a follow-up battle, it's the Infinity Gauntlet separated by a decade and a half. So right. Yeah, you're right. It is a good plan. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested to see. I mean, like this one, you know, you have a, a few dangling threads from Dark World, right? You've got Loki on the throne of Asgard, um, and what's going to happen there? You have to feel like you know some threat's going to come to Asgard where Loki's going to have to reveal himself. And uh, I'm very intrigued by what's going to happen with that one. I'm also intrigued by who's going to direct that one. Like He'll we know the direct. We know the directors for for the rest of these films that we talked about to this point, but we do not know for Ragnarok who will direct it because Alan Taylor is not coming back, and neither is Kenneth Branagh. So, but interesting. Uh, so, Black Panther, November of twenty seventeen. Chadwick Boseman cast as Black Panther. I like for me that he's the next one in that hemisphere of Evans, Downey. You know, now to a lesser extent. Um, uh, Hemsworth, like Chadwick Boseman, if you've seen Get On Up, the the James Brown film, the guy is an amazing actor and has just he just oozes charisma on the screen. Like I was so excited to hear about this casting. He, he well, is going to have to beef up though. Yeah, and he's been really smart about picking his roles so far. I mean, you look at the characters that he's played, and this is this is really going to set him up. Not only is it a great character, I mean, it's Black Panther coming to the big screen, but, I mean, he's going to get so, like, I'm sure that his paycheck is going to be very nice so he can continue making movies like Get On Up that aren't necessarily going to make the most money, but it's going to give him more creative freedom in other aspects outside of the Marvel Universe. Well, you look at what Chris Evans did, and if you guys haven't seen Snowpiercer, right? That that <laughs> Snowpiercer. <film, laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna be on Netflix in the next uh, at the end of this at the end of uh, November. It will be on Netflix. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, um, I, I recommend it highly. It's great. Yes. Um, it's but great. he's done films like that in between, you know, the Marvel films, and it, it, it's you're exactly right. That that's what Bozeman can do now, and the guy's like I said, he's just a great actor. I'm I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think he's going to be he's already a big star, but like if you guys don't know what Black Panther is, if you haven't read comics, like the be, the best description I saw was somebody on Twitter yesterday, which was it's basically like King Batman. Imagine Batman, but he's a king. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and, 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 you know, the fr- not to mention the first minority um, superhero to hit the big screen. So Yes. 
I was I was oh, wait, kind of we're hoping. Not, wait, we're not counting about, Brody. Yeah, what about Falcon and? Oh well, individual well, film, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I was I was also kind of hoping for a Black Widow movie, but it appears that we'll have to wait a while longer for that. But I, I will I will take Black Panther. I will I have a feeling Panther. that Scarlett Johansson wants Robert Downey Jr. money to do a Black Widow movie. And uh, not that I blame her, yeah. by the way. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling that's why we're not getting a Black Widow movie. Because um, she has a, I don't believe when they signed her initial contract that that was part of it. That's, I, and I don't have anything to back that up, but that's what I think. Um, and I have a feeling that in order to get her into a Black Widow movie, they are going to have to pay her a lot more money than they're necessarily comfortable with. Yes. So maybe in the meantime, they can give Aubrey Plaza the She-Hulk TV show that she wants. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so May 4th, 2018. So Avengers movies are going to be on the first weekend in May, three years apart from 2012 to 2015, now to 2018. We get Infinity War Part 1. And so I was I was talking uh, to somebody today uh, who who I know out in Hollywood who had done, who works in the press and stuff. Uh, who and then uh, had it confirmed by somebody else who said that you know everybody was saying that you know oh well they're obviously splitting Avengers three into two movies and apparently from what they could divine from talking to um, to Feige yesterday at the event and to talking with others this has been the plan all along was that there was going to be two films uh, one would sort of lead into the next but that they were individual films it's not going to be a case of a cliffhanger necessarily at the end of part one leading into part two, which yeah. just fascinates me more. Yeah, I would like to see a cliffhanger along the lines of, you, you know, uh, the lead in for Age of Ultron where they find the, um, the space knight and then he yeah. shifts into being Ultron and then says, oh, I'm not fighting you guys now and then disappears. I want to see like, you know, the last gem go into the glove and then Thanos disappears. and They're like, oh, no, what do we do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because it's a whole year apart, you have to figure they're probably shooting these movies back to back or, you know, like in one big shoot. Um, oh, yes. But, yeah. but again, like the rumor is that Thor's not in this one. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract only calls for an Avengers 3. It does not call for Avengers 3 Part 1 and Part 2. Mm-hmm. So I, you have to wonder, are they going to pony up the money for him to be in – Part two, or is he going to be in part one, or are we going to get Infinity War part one with no Chris Evans, no Hemsworth, no Iron Man, and then they're going to run to the rescue in part two? Right. Well, remember the early battles with um, Thanos against the Avengers did not have the big guns on the team. Yeah. So, right. I mean, you, ne you never know, right? Is it is yeah. it like Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch? Something you know, else is going to happen one? in that movie. You know what's going to happen? You're not getting Carol Danvers' origin as Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. You're getting it in Infinity War Part 1. Yeah. Because it makes sense that they need someone to take them out into space, and she's going to be the astronaut that does it, and uh, something's yep. going to happen to her. Yeah. Because hers is the next movie up, right? Carol yep. Danvers is Captain Marvel, uh, the Marvel's first female-led superhero film um, in July of 2018. You have to figure that the story of part one is going to continue in Captain Marvel and then again in the Inhumans in November of 2018. Not necessarily direct continuation, but like 
you can't leave a cliffhanger and then not address it. You know what I mean? Or even if it's not a cliffhanger, even if it's a mild one, like you're talking about Todd, like there's gotta be some, some connective tissue between these two things. And the connective tissue between Captain Marvel and the Inhumans is the Kree that we've already seen in guardians of the galaxy and on agents of shield. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly how they'll do it, but that's gotta be part of it. Well, we're, we'll get sentries and we'll get fun stuff from there. So we've seen the, we've seen Kree. Not yeah. so we know they exist now. You know, it's uh, it'll all be very interesting how it all strings together. Yeah, and so like Captain Marvel to me, like that one's a no-brainer slam dunk. It's sort of like when they initially announced Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, you know, I knew about Rocket Raccoon and Groot from the comic books and the way they were portraying Star Lord. I'm like, this is going to be. A, I didn't think it was going to be this big, but I mean, like, this is going to be a success. Um, I feel the same way about Captain Marvel. Just having read the Captain Marvel comic books by uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's currently writing them, like that one's going to be very successful. Um, yeah. I feel the same way about Black Panther. The Inhumans, on the other hand, I don't know about that one. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to point out something about Captain Marvel before we move on. Um, it's interesting also that they're distinguishing that this is Captain Marvel and not Ms. Marvel, which really shows that they are treating the new Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, as... Like they're giving definite legitimacy and weight to that character, and that she is Ms. Marvel now. Yeah, you're right. Give her a movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and and that's one of the things that somebody brought up yesterday is the way that she's been introduced in the comic books is she is an inhuman because there's this whole explosion of the Terrigan mist, which doesn't mean anything to people who are not comic book fans, but you'll learn about it in 2018. Um, but basically, these mists give the inhumans their powers, and so. It's going to be, you know, interesting what they do um, because Feige said that the Inhumans is probably their next biggest challenge because it could introduce so many other franchises for them, yeah. um, such as a Miss Marvel. He didn't mention that specifically, but I, I'm very intrigued on what their what their direction is going to be with this one. Consider this, right? It is the movie immediately before Part Two of Infinity War, right? right? So as a result. If it ended with the fault and the Terrigen Mist bomb explosion, that could yeah. be a way to go right to, you know, to do Inhumanity without, without doing the whole side plot of Inhumanity. Right. Where basically, the, for a, a quick summary of that would be that the Inhumans are living all over the Earth. They just don't know they have their powers, and then the leader of the Inhumans explodes a bomb of these Terrigen Mists over the world, and all of a sudden all these new Inhumans sprout up. Right, that, but he, that would but he be tested one. In, but he tested one in space earlier, which is how the Falk got in, yeah. created, and the Guardians of the Galaxy were involved, and yeah, you know, it, it could be a whole host of things. And let's say that the bomb explodes in space still as part of that story, but it's so close to Earth that it covers the atmosphere. You get both stories. Yeah, good point. I don't know, uh, but yeah, that leads into Infinity War Part Two, uh, which is apparently the end of Feige's you know, long-term plan and what he wanted to do from day one, apparently, uh, if all this was successful. And, I mean, from everything that you read or, or everything he intimated, like, Guardians are going to be in that one, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, like, all the characters are going to be in Infinity War Part Two. Thor, Captain America, everybody. That If you thought Avengers was crazy, that movie is going to do $3 billion. <laughs> no the thought that i had when i saw this this whole lineup ending with infinity war part two the thought i had was i'm sorry dc what what yeah batman versus superman 
I mean, it seems it seems almost cute and adorable now compared to to the lineup that Marvel has unveiled here. Here's the best part: like Wonder Woman. As much as I love Wonder Woman as a character, that movie is going to get delayed into 2018, and it's going to be messed up by this schedule. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely it. it and, and I say this as somebody who actually works for a subsidiary of Time Warner to get it all out in the in the open here. Uh, I am praying that Batman v Superman works and lands in the way they want, because if not, like that's a whole big slate of films that DC is going to have some trouble with. I mean, that's the thing is like somebody was talking about this with me today is like, you know, Marvel announced all these films and DC announced all these films. The difference is Marvel has seven billion dollars in box office to their credit and DC has one movie. And the next movie yep. doesn't come out until three years after the first one. That's yep. there's a lot riding on that movie, um, and and I hope it's successful because I want to see you know a Justice League and a Flash and and all that. But um, it, it's it's weird to me to sit here in 2014 and think that Doctor Strange is potentially a bigger movie than the Flash. Well, the TV show is probably going to be bigger than the Flash movie is, so... Yes, agreed on that. The Flash TV show is actually pretty great. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about the fact that a Captain America movie, that Captain America and Iron Man is by far a bigger movie than Batman versus Superman. Like, I don't even think there's a question <laughs> about that. Yes, and and here's the thing. They waited so long to get to this point. The second movie out of the gate that DC is throwing in there is Batman versus Superman. They haven't gotten their formula down. I mean, Man of Steel, I've had so many debates with people about this. I'm actually a bit more on the positive end about it. But even so, I feel really nervous about the second film being Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah because Batman versus Superman will not have a coherent plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and they've been building to relationships that make sense for civil war but like like i said i'm still a little skeptical about the whole thing but you, you know where i'm going with it yeah yeah no i know exactly what you're saying my biggest reason for doubting batman v superman is Zack snyder i have yet to really enjoy any of his films including <laughs> man of steel so i'm very nervous about it um but we'll see we'll the see one what thing i want to say is marvel's gonna have to try very carefully because of the people that aren't fans because they did get people in for Guardians, yes. But they kept it enough so you so you didn't have to be in the universe. They're going to have to keep it this way. Because otherwise, I think they have a risk of losing people. Because unlike DC, which it's... Because we, we know who Batman is, we know who Superman is. And you really don't... I mean, they're, it's not dependent upon... It's a whole different universe, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and well, so they people, gotta be very people know careful. those characters. Yeah, people know those characters. You're right. Without having to get any backstory or anything, they don't on Doctor Strange or Black Panther or some of these other guys. It's, it's a good point. But I think, I mean, I think your point about Guardians of the Galaxy proved like they know that, and they want to, you know, like they're introducing these characters in individual films rather than trying to create like. You know, like the like the Hollywood wisdom would have been, which is create an Avengers movie and then spin them off into their own movies. Marvel's not doing that. They want you to know and care about these characters. And I think, you know, circling all the way back to the Avengers Age of Ultron footage that showed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Like the reason why that was so powerful when they're showing everybody sitting around the table trying to lift Thor's hammer is you know the character of every single person sitting around that table. You know them so well because you've seen them, it feels like, for years. And so you know how – like when you see how each of them interact when trying to lift that hammer, you're like, oh, I know why that person's that way and the interaction between them. And like the fact that Black Widow's like, I don't even need that question answered. You know, like, Yes. You get it. And that's why it works. Yeah, Black Widow's line is just so perfect. I mean <laughs> – and yeah, I mean, they they have been working all these movies to be able to do a scene like that so the audience can look at it and like and honestly be amused by it even if they've never picked up a comic book in their life. Right. Yeah. Also funny is like it has little things in it like how excited Thor gets when Cap almost picks it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's such a – I mean, it's Joss Whedon, so I'm going to love it. But, I mean, it's that it's Marvel has built this universe around characters, not around concepts or, you know, things like that. And when the character's not working, such as with the Hulk, they pulled back on it and they changed it and they tweaked it. You know, like they know that they've got to get the characters right in order to make fans care about the larger story. So um, – also, they figured out that fans want some downtime and some humor that is not yes. necessarily angst-ridden and stuff like that, which was, you know, going to Man of Steel, that was the problem with Man of Steel. The entire movie is just an angst fest. Uh, correct. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, I mean, I know that was quick. We flew through a lot of this stuff, but uh, we thought, you know, we were going to have this discussion anyway, so might as well record it uh, and let you guys chime in. So. Um, tell us what you guys think about the, the craziness of all these Marvel announcements. Um, Disney is going to dominate the box office for years to come between their animated features with themselves and Pixar, Star Wars, and then the Disney films uh, of, you know, like the Cinderella, the live action Cinderella's Jungle Books, and then now Marvel. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the years coming up. <laughs> Uh, so let us know what you guys think of the Marvel slate and all the announcements. Um, you can tweet us at Dis Film Project, uh, Facebook, Disney Film Project. Um, you can always, of course, reach us via email, DisneyFilmProject at gmail.com, or leave a note in the show notes, leave a comment there, um, and we will listen to you. Um, to go and rate the review of the show on iTunes. Um, you, can, you can let us know what you think of the show, and, of course, you can listen on Stitcher or Diz Dad's Radio. All right? So that's our look at the uh, the upcoming Marvel news. We thought it would be good to, to touch base on all that stuff. So you guys let us know what you think. Uh, and until next week, for Todd and Cheryl and Rachel, I'm Ryan, and we'll see you again soon. So instead of quotes, I'm going to do a poll um, regarding um, recent news that also came out regarding Disney's Hollywood Studios deciding to get rid of the um, hat that they had erected for the year, uh, the 100 years. Mm-hmm. And so recently they said they're going to get rid of this. We don't know what they're going to put in there right now. They've said nothing has been said. Um, but apparently there are coalitions of people that are ready to throw down with you if you don't if you if you are one way or the other. So I just wanted to get everyone's opinion on how what your if you are did you do you think getting rid of the hat's a good idea? Or do you want to stay with a hat? Or so maybe do you want big or do you want big Thor hammer right in the middle of all these videos? So pro or con? Pro or con? Yeah, it's going to be a giant Olaf. <laughs> <laughs>
I I will say I am anti-hat. I want it gone, and because that's the way the the park was designed, it was for that view down uh, Hollywood Boulevard to the the Chinese Theater, and that's the way it should be. And I love it that way, and that's the way I remember it. So I'm anti-hat. Okay, um, I wouldn't say that I'm anti-hat, but I don't want it there. I want it. I want it moved. I I would still like to see it at the park somewhere, just not there. Yeah, I I'm sort of impartial to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Chinese theater. The hat's pretty to look at. It might not be in the best place, so maybe it would be nice if they could relocate it. The funny thing is a lot of people think this means the Eiffel Tower is going back to being the icon, and I do not think that is going to be the case because you can't even see it from the road anymore. The trees got too big. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to say I am very I, – I think that Gengar has a great idea. Um, I miss growing Chinese theater, or as Todd corrects me all the time, man, Chinese theater. Um, I missed that view. I really like that view. Um, I am going to say that I'm not sure what they're going to do regarding, uh, like Todd said, I'm not sure they're going to pick the the Eiffel Tower. But are they going to bide their time? My question is, are they going to bide their time? Or, and wait till they can add the Star Wars, the Marvel stuff in? Or are they going to pick Star Wars or something, obviously, from Pixar? That's going to be my question. I think it'll be Star Wars and Pixar, but we'll see. The Death Star right in the middle. (laughs) 